Hello, and how are you today, uh, my listeners, if there are any out there? Uh, I am your uh, host of the podcast, Hello, How Are You Today? My name is Mitchell Corbett, and I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, this week, I have my former tag team partner, Brendan Bulldog Hines, on the show, and uh, we talk about uh, his early start in professional wrestling, uh, how he got to Newfoundland, um, and uh, how that whole thing started, because I guess... He started in Cambridge, uh, Ontario, Canada, then moved to Newfoundland. We talked his championship reign as the NEW heavyweight champion there as well. And we talked a little bit about our uh, our brief uh, but fun run as the Newfoundland uh, tag team champions as the main dogs. Uh, I was the mainlander, West Winchester. He was the bulldog. And so we were just like, oh, we'll do the main dogs as the... Uh, as a tag team name. Uh, it was a fun but brief chat, uh, mainly because I was had mad, mad, mad allergies uh, going on the entire time. So if you're watching the video, I do apologize. I do have a handkerchief in my hand the entire time, uh, just to have my nose as the interview is going along. Uh, before we get to uh, Brendan though, I do want to shout out a uh, GoFundMe campaign. Uh, Curtis Sterlock is a independent professional wrestler uh, in Ontario uh, that goes under the name of Hacker Scotty O'Shea. Uh, I've had a few brief run-ins with him, always a nice, uh, courteous dude uh, to me, um, but he um, had an emergency brain surgery uh, about two weeks ago, and uh, that's, uh, that's kind of a heavy thing to happen, because it happened right around uh, Thanksgiving uh, here in Canada, so I can't imagine the stress that that probably put on uh, his family and friends uh, at the time, and the surgery has been successful, and uh, from what I've been told, like, they're he is hoping to make a full recovery, but that's going to cost money. That's going to cost, uh, uh, you know, bills and uh, food and water for his family. I mean, he just had a baby girl, or uh, I, I do believe. Um, so if you can do me a favor, if you're just donate five bucks, or 10 bucks, or they've already reached their goal and they've gone over it, but uh, brain surgery is no joke. Um, it's probably going to be a lot of work to recover so uh do me a favor and go to the gofundme page it's called uh, support kurt on uh gofundme again i don't know the guy personally but from all intents and purposes i have heard of through my friends in ontario professional wrestling he is one of the best guys um in the scene in terms of being a friendly guy uh being outgoing helping our talent uh and just uh being one of the good guys in professional wrestling so if you can do me a favor check it out go find me uh support kurt uh and donate a little bit there if you can that being said uh we're gonna get to uh our, my interview with bulldog brendan hines my former tag team partner uh for one half of the main dogs and one half of the former tag team champions of newfoundland uh brendan hines I'm here with Bulldog Brennan Hines, my former tag team partner of the world, well, at least in Newfoundland, anyways. Brennan, how you doing, brother? Good, man. How you making it? Oh, fucking, aside from badly a head cold right now, fucking, not too bad. <laughs> you guys just finished uh, doing a show at Kitty Vinny Brewery in uh, Newfoundland. How's the, how's the crew doing? How's the, how was the show? The show was great. It was our second show there, but my first time there. Uh, starting to do these 19 plus events again, so it's Different, but a lot of fun. Crew-wise, you know, I think pretty good. I think that might be my base regrets, or not regret, but like missed opportunity is that like right, right as COVID hit, we were about to do an all ages or a, a 19 plus show in Bay Roberts where I was living, where you were living. Um, and then it had to get canceled because of COVID. 
And as the mainlander, I was going to be able to do and say some really harsh and mean things. It was going to be fantastic and got taken away from me, damn it. Yeah, that's that's one thing I was, like, I was very upset about because I was looking forward to that show for a very long time. Like, not for myself, like for other people too, because those shows you can kind of, uh, you can step into your comfort level and no one get mad. You know what I mean? And then... It also brings out, like, the fan-wise, brings out different sorts of people that you wouldn't normally see at a regular wrestling show. Yeah. So, finally stepping back in through into Kitty Vitty uh, was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm not even a drinker, so and I had a blast. <laughs> I know. I think I've tried to get you to drink a few times. One second, I'm going to close the door here. Yeah, I think I tried to get you to have a drink once or twice, but I think you said that your dad was an alcoholic growing up or something else. So that's why you don't drink? I've just seen a lot of things growing up, and uh, I just never had interest into it. I'm just as good to be around as sober, I guess. I don't know. I have more fun that way. Uh, so, I, so I think. <laughs> never never tried it, so like you never know. But, you know, I'm doing pretty good. So what is your story? Because you're from – you're living in Newfoundland now. And you grew up in Kitchener. So how did that, how did you start in Kitchener and how did you find your way all the way to Newfoundland wrestling scene? Uh, well, actually I started in Cambridge. Don't mess that up because the two of them are mixed, but um, I don't know. It was a weird story. Like it's kind of a weird journey in that way because uh, like my mom and dad's from here, like from Newfoundland. So eventually I moved back because my mom wanted to move home. But I was able to start up there uh, training with PWA, with Eddie Osborne and them, and tagging along with them for their events and just being that, like, little kid as a leech. And then eventually those contacts there, when I was able to move, uh, Warhead led me to people here. So he got me started in that way. So kind of people from home, like back in Ontario, got me to where I'm to here, in a sense. You know what I mean? And like the two scenes are different, right? So Ontario, for who don't know, the wrestling scene is like there are X amount of promotions, like all sky around, like Northern Ontario, Southern Ontario, Eastern Ontario, et cetera, et cetera. But in Newfoundland, there's only one, right? And well, there's two technically, but they're kind of run by the same people. So like, how has your knowledge of like working with so many different people in Ontario helped you with like? uh honing your craft in newfoundland i would say when i first moved here i would believe that what i was doing in ontario kind of hurt me when i moved here because in ontario you take the mindset of take the booking uh whoever wants to book you you take you get your experience go wherever you can so you're working for someone someone this weekend then you're working for someone next weekend or even on the same day even you're going to different shows and generally you're going to see handful of the same people on each show but you know it's just different promotions different scenes when i moved here i used uh, I two contacts but first one i was contacted to was steve clark he was a promoter of legacy wrestling and we talked we talked and talked and talked eventually uh, asked me to come work a show and everything was going good i went on a tour we done a two-week tour and then when i got back i had a message coming from it was a different promoter for cutting edge wrestling and I didn't think nothing of it. I took the booking because that's what we were basically trained to do back home. We're told to do, take what you can. But when I found when legend city wrestling found out, I took this booking, 
I got blackballed from LCW. So they just wouldn't book me nowhere because I was working with this company. And then that's what it kind of realized everything's all territorial here. It's just, a, it was an absolute mess for about a couple, like, say the first three years of me being here. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, well, I mean, it, that's what, that sort of thing always kind of exists in wrestling. And, like, it's it's more so on the indie scenes now because it's weird seeing, like, AEW work with New Japan, Impact, all this stuff now. And it's like, you'd think it would filter down, but slowly, but it's slowly doing that, but it's not so much still. Like, there's still, like, that, like, like no, you had to work for us, blah, 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 sort of thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to see it, like what AEW is doing and stuff. And it's kind of opening a little bit more doors and other people are starting to let their guards down. So I'm expecting even WWE to maybe do the same thing. But so I'm just hoping it opens up a lot of eyes for everybody else that's trying to do this whole territorial thing and just realize everybody's just trying to make a bit of money or get a bit of experience, have a bit of fun, do their thing, you know? Well, I, mean, I think that's why I, like, that's like... <laughs> Did I ever tell you the, my uh, my Ty Dillinger story, Sean Spears? <laughs> I'm not sure. You might have, but so we were tra- we were we were training at Neo, and uh, he was there, kind of just hanging out for a bit uh, before he went back to WWE. And uh, we all were in the ring together and stretching in the circle and everything. And uh, he's like, "So, what do you guys want to do? What what's the goal for wrestling?" And he goes, uh, uh, "Lauren, who's not wrestling anymore. Ruben, who's not wrestling anymore. Vince, who's I think." in upstate New York and all of them were like, WWE, we want to make WWE, WWE, WWE. And I was, I was the only one that was like, I don't know, I just kind of want to wrestle on the weekends and have some fun with it. And he's like, well, yeah, I don't understand that. That's, there's no point in being in the business if you don't want to make a WWE. And I was like, what? <laughs> I shocked him so badly with this one comedy. He was, he was shocked that someone didn't take it seriously. It was very funny to me. Yeah, we had one guy came into a seminar and he asked us, he said, what's, what's your goal? And a few people just said, I'm just here, you know, it's a hobby, trying to, just trying to have fun. You know, it's a place for me to clear my mind. And then he's like, if you're not here to make money, your mom's just quit. <laughs> Such an ass nine. <laughs> I was like, whatever, like, it's cool. You can, you know? like, it's like, it's like therapy, like wrestling and comedy. Like, not everything has to be, like, you don't have to go full pedal to the metal for everything. You can just do it as a hobby and have fun with it. It's a hobby that fucking hurts like a motherfucker, but I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but you really got to love it as a hobby to want to do it sort of thing. Yeah. I just, uh, you're starting to see that more again. Like people are starting to realize it. Uh, obviously some, everybody wants to make it, but you got to realize that not everybody can make it. So yeah, well, I mean, like, I kind of knew my limitations that, like, I started, tr- I started, like, really training at, like, 26 with Jesse, and, like, I was, like, 26, I'm 5'8", maybe, and 200 pounds, like, and I remember the one time he was, like, oh, Mitch, you're gonna, if you, with your size, you're gonna have to learn how to fly, I'm, like, well, I don't want to do that, <laughs> I am scared of heights, <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no fucking way i'm going up there and jumping six feet from the, like no i i will i will do the indie thing and just like stay put my feet on the ground oh for sure uh i, I like i like the indie thing i obviously it's, it's a lot of fun it's different here but like i wish i could do the ontario circuit or you know like live it a little bit more but i think you wish you just could do more shows i like think it was more consistent i like the yeah 
Yeah, like years ago when we were doing tours, like we do on a tour, like a 10 or 11 day tour every two months. And like it was probably the best times I ever had. Uh, aside from all like the backhanded shady shit that goes on. <laughs> like the, the guys that were brought in were always great. And like you're working, like the Newfoundland scene was great to me in that way because there's people that would come here that nine out of 10 chances if I was on a terror show, I wouldn't get booked against these guys. Mm. You, you know, like I got to work against like a Dukes or uh, somebody, like some names even, you, you know, or guys that's being flown in from the States that you would never see. And it's just cool. Like, you know, not every day, no one's going to believe that you're going to see Bulldog Brent Hines against Congo Kong. Yeah. But it happened because it's a Newfoundland. <laughs> you know, like it, it's a blessing in disguise. It's maybe it's a curse too, but you know, I enjoy it. Well, I think that's where like, you know, being in that smaller market of Newfoundland, like would have benefited me personally. Cause like the amount of work and the amount of like hustle you'd have to do to be successful in Ontario is like extreme. Um, and I don't think I ever really had that <laughs> drive to be that, to you know, shake all the right hands, talk to all the right people. I was like, I just want to come wrestle, do my thing. And, you know, if I can help make the show better, do it. And so like, and now I'm at this crossroads, like, fuck, do I really, I'm, I'm 33 now. I'm not in great shape. Do I even want to keep on doing it? Like I love training. I love wrestling, but I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what it's like now, but before it was like really, really clicky, like Ontario was. Uh, I, I, that's what I noticed. And like I, I never had no bad bad feelings with nobody as far as I know. That's never bullshit. No path. I know you have bad feelings <laughs> about people. We've talked about it on many occasions. I could name yeah, names like, right but, now. Yeah, but like <laughs> let's turn this into a shoot. <laughs> no, but like no, it's like for it was like for a reason, but like I, I never disrespect like I don't want to disrespect no one or like I don't try to burn bridges. Uh if something like if something happens it's because something happened directly or like i feel like i got messed over but like in that sense it comes down to it like they look at you and who you're associated with and they just try to keep each other's clicks together but like again it's from what i'm watching or what i'm seeing all the new guys coming up in ontario again it's starting to open up that little bit more yeah well like a perfect example was like i was in ontario and i was wrestling i was trained with jesse at neil <clears throat> And I talked to Warhead. I was like, Warhead, hey, can I get booked? He's like, uh, you have to, you have to like, uh, prove it to me that you're worth being booked. And I'm like, I've known you for like six years. Can you just give me a solid and let me try at least? I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I love Jack. <laughs> oh, and me, me and Warhead, like, he is the he is my first opponent, like the guy that I had my first ever match with, and. I was scared shitless and I knew about it for like maybe a month before even was going to happen. And prior to that, we would go to Hamilton and train every like two or three days a week. He'd, he'd drive me, never asked nothing from me. Just want, you know, show that I was dedicated or, but then when the match came up and uh, Eddie said, Hey, you want to work with Chad? Like in this day show, I, I jumped on it. And I think for about a week, we went over like certain spots or extra training at a park, like there's a park in nighttime just to get me ready. You know, like that the guy is so, so helpful, but so underrated in that sense, in my opinion, I don't know. Chad's great. 
Yeah, no, I like, and that's the thing though. Like, if I had started like, like I originally trained with Thorn in uh, Saint Catherine's, and if I had kept on going, then like, I'd be probably one of the like uh, one of the regulars to see in like the Ontario scene. Um, but then, you know, I got that job on cruise ships, and then I came back. And it's like I feel like the people that I do know, I know, and I'm like, oh, I should be with you guys. But now I'm with the the young people, and I'm like. I have this life experience and I should be with, it's like, so it's like, I, I, I don't know where I would fit. <laughs> to be honest. I'm thinking, I'm thinking my best suit would probably be based on my comedy background would actually probably be being like a Jay Moore type and being a manager instead. Yeah. Is he still around? Like, yeah, he's going into the CWF hall of fame. I think on the 30th. That's sick. I like, I met him a handful of times and he was, he was always great. He was always good to me. No, a great dude. Yeah, definitely. Hate his promos, though. <laughs> Just because that's the gimmick. He's supposed to get you to hate him. But, man, that guy can talk for a long fucking time. Oh, yeah. And, like, without effort. Like, it's perfect. I wish I had that. Like, a bit of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I can't you talk with promos. shit. I can't <laughs> talk with shit. <laughs> well, you can talk. You just, like, you can't talk into a microphone. <laughs> Yeah, it don't make sense. Like, I'd probably do, like, the best thing without a microphone, but you put the microphone in front of me, it's, like, deer in headlights. Humming, 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 humming. Yeah. A few stutters, a few hum-ha's, and good to go. Uh, so, like, we, we before I left, you were, uh, we were, we got to be tag team champions for one year, or not one day. <laughs> not one, one, year, day. one day. One, one day, day, buddy. Main dogs, <laughs> Mainlander and Brodog Brennan Hines. And then uh, you got to be able to be the actual champion. So how was that night for you when you got to actually hold the main belt for again? Um, I think twenty four hours. <laughs> no, <it was laughs> that's like your gimmick 13, is the twenty four hour thir- champion. Thirteen, thirteen hours, and it was like the same dates of the same shows, you know. But <laughs> that that experience is pretty great because it was not every day that you get that. Like someone like me would get that kind of rub um, that you always hope for, uh, even if it was only for. Uh, not even a day um we've done that tournament thing so just to kind of have me go all the way and it's kind of like our first bit after covid and to be that guy to have the my name in the books after tyson dukes to hold that belt is pretty cool uh even if it's not having a chance to beat him for it, but just the fact that it goes dukes and then me it's for me it's kind of it's like kind of cool and it kind of sets something up for whenever things lighten up you know yeah, I guess, um, are there plans to have Dukes back in the promotion that you know? Um, I haven't really heard much. Like I said, I'm, I'm out in Bay Roberts, so I don't really communicate uh, as well as anybody else. But uh, that's the plan when things open up. Like, we're starting to have more shows. We got more people coming in, and uh, we're working on it. Nice. And so, like... Like you've done, like you've been there for a while now. You've kind of accomplished everything. Like, is there any, like, are there any storylines or any goals that you'd want to tell that you haven't told yet? Uh, like, like what, what I'll get involved with. Yeah. Um, like, do you want to wrestle Travis? <laughs> <laughs> no, because then apparently we look stiff too him. Much okay, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, they get fired. No. Um, I wouldn't mind it, like, in that sense. Like, you could work something like that. But one thing I do want, and anybody else wants, I want to get a, a legitimate run. 
and it's not for my self ego or, or, or anything because I, despite what people think, I really don't got one. Um, yeah, don't even say nothing. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just kind of that feeling. You you want to be that guy, and even if it's it don't need to be long. Like I'm not asking for long, but I want to work. I want to work up to where I can be that guy, and then just so I can deliver every night. You want you know, to defend you know? the belt too, right? Yeah, like you know, I want to just have that experience because that that's what we all work for. Uh, I know people have different perspectives on what a championship means, but the way I was raised or trained into it, it's a respect thing. Uh, and I'm sure you understand what I mean. And some people here don't kind of get it, but it's a big thing, and people don't realize it because you're that you're the face. You're the guy when they look at uh, at the promotion. You're that guy. So if you could be a positive role model in that sense, or have people say, I want to go here because I want to work him. That's pretty cool. You, you, you know, or like there people want you to come here and work them or, you know, it just, it kind of helps you and it helps. I want to help everything grow together. You, and not that I need that big push to do that, but I want to work to it where I can just help everyone, help everything. And then like for my own self-righteousness, get a, well, I mean, to your point, I mean, like, that's why I wanted to have that Newfoundland title, right? I wanted the Newfoundland Heritage title so I could turn it into the mainland title, build that up as like a, as a big heel thing. And then whoever won it would be the big hero and be able to change it back to the Newfoundland Heritage title, right? Like, I feel like that would have been a perfect, like, story arc. Like, yeah. the heel changes the belt to the belt that people don't want to be and then it's like, defend, 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 and then, you know, build someone up and then it's a young kid or some of that, or Don comes back and finally wins a back. So like, I thought that would have been an excellent story. So it definitely, I would have been all aboard for it because it looks it's something to keep people interested. But at the time we had like, say a roster of 15 or 60 people and like nine titles. So <laughs> yeah, but like I, like so, it would have been like, uh, that would have been my pride and joy is like tearing that title into something more important. Right. Oh, definitely. And like that definitely could have worked. 100% because that title is for, I think, technically for two promotions or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But it, worked. Right. So it, like, it, def- it definitely would have worked. It was just the timing, I think, where everybody was trying to throw everything in at the same time was making a mess. It'd rather if they focused on something, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely would have So we've ca- talked a little bit about your, hot, your, uh, your career in wrestling and everything, and I'm losing my mind right now because I'm trying to stop the sniffles from coming. Let's talk. Uh, I, we are both big hockey fans. You can see my avalanche stuff in the background there. You're a big Leafs yeah. fan. Uh, we're in the same fantasy hockey pool uh, coming up in this year. What are your thoughts and concerns about the new uh, NHL season? Not the the North American shitty league is gone. Uh, I personally, I enjoyed the North American division. Just yeah, because... I know why you enjoyed it because it was a Leafs no, one. No, 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 no. Yeah, but it didn't really mean nothing. But I don't know. It just I enjoy it because it looked like I I just thought it was great hockey. But I'm happy that it's gone back to normal because then you don't have you won't see team like Montreal that shouldn't even make that typically wouldn't make playoffs was in a cup final. But it was cool that they done it. You know, I was all all for it. You know, good for them. They earned it. Uh, but it's glad to see everything starting to get back to normal and then arenas are even being packed again. So it's a it's a good feeling. Like I feel like a kid again in the hockey world. 
is there a team that you feel like it's going to be like an underdog team that comes out of the East and West or like, who do you think is going to surprise us? Cause like we're already in like a weekend and Buffalo's undefeated, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's, in, that's absolutely insane. Um, my sleeper team, I, I have two, I have a couple, but I think Ottawa is going to be a big, big surprise to people. Uh, especially when Chuck gets back into the lineup and I'm not saying it because there's somebody from here that's on the team, but I think New Jersey is going to be a, a threat, like a big threat. If they can stay on the same page, they're a fast young team. Well, I mean, yeah. Congrats to Dawson Mercer. I mean, that's pretty epic that he made. He actually cracked the roster. Yeah. So like, I, I just think it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great hockey season all around. Oh, and, ble- and bless you. I know. <laughs> the, it's cold outside and with the cat hair and everything, which is about fun. So I think, yeah. so like when I got the first overall pick of the fantasy draft, I went with McDavid, right? And you were surprised because I'm a huge Avalanche fan. But I think it's come to the point where like, I just, I don't, I don't believe the Avalanche can do it anymore. <laughs> They've had the team for the past five fucking years and they haven't done anything. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not putting my eggs in any Colorado Avalanche baskets. If they get there, I'm super happy. But like, I feel like I'm, I'm their own curse. Like every time I actually watch a game, they can fail. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that happened to me last year. I, you, cause you got the first pick last year and you picked McKinnon and I ended up getting McDavid and I want to pick Matthews so bad. Like <laughs> I was so, so bad. And I just couldn't do it, but it was, McDavid helped me out a lot. But I think Edmonton is going to have a good year too. So, I don't know. In regards to Colorado, I really really don't know. No idea. Yeah, losing their starting goaltender to Seattle was a bit of a weird one. But, you know, Darcy Kemper is a pretty good goaltender. But, like, they start off the season with uh, Gabe Landeskog getting the suspended and McKinnon on the COVID list. <laughs> yeah, I got McKinnon in one of my other fantasies, and I was very upset. So, yeah, I mean, like, I told you the one guy tra- asked me to trade a Kucherov for McDavid straight up. I'm like, why? If I want, if I wanted Kucherov, I would have drafted him first. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, wait, like a couple weeks, man. Let's <laughs> see how it starts out. Oh, uh, fucking ridiculous. How are, are the Growlers playing this year? The, the ECHL uh, Newfoundland Growlers? Yeah, I actually just seen today that they finished up their training camp. So they have a home opener here on the 6th of November. Yeah. So I'm planning to – I'm going to go into a lot of games, I think. So I'm excited. I like the Growlers hockey. Aside for – like, I know it's a shitty hockey league, but it's always a good time. No, it actually, like, I when my, when we went to a few games, it, it wasn't bad hockey. I didn't find it was that that bad, actually. Yeah, it's not as bad as what it's made out to be. It used to be, like, a, a fighting league. Like it's just like where all the goons go, but now there's a lot of talent there that you're not going to see. Man, if like if there's a hockey fan listening to this, like go check out some of the logos and jersey designs that ECHL has. Like I saw some wicked hockey jerseys and logos when they teams oh, came man. to visit. Yeah, like they got some some of the best designs, and it's just wicked. I got a big jersey guy too, so yeah, I enjoy seeing the creativity. And like even the Growlers, the Growlers have a great jersey. I love it. It's probably one of my favorite jerseys. Yeah, that was like I wish I'd got be able to get one before I left, but like jerseys are expensive. 
Yeah, well, if everything goes out, like, we keep up this working agreement that we got here, like, with wrestling and stuff. Uh, I'll see what I can do for you. Perfect. Awesome. All right, man. I'm dying over here, so I think this will be a yeah. shorter than usual podcast. <laughs> perfectly fine, man. We'll do it again then whenever you We'll have you to. back on when uh, the playoffs <laughs> start. We'll do a whole, like, playoff preview because, like, We'll have you and Travis, and we'll do a whole playoff preview. Why not? Oh, Thank my you. God. Even if the Habs aren't in the playoffs, you'll say they're going to win. So, Perfect. Brandon, I miss you. I love you, buddy. And I'll, I'll talk to you down the road, eh? Yes, sir, buddy. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Brendan. Again, apologies. I was out of my mind uh, that day. Um, just sick. But, like, he had asked me to be on the podcast. We had made this time, and I wasn't going to uh, not show up for that. And uh, we're going to have him back on when we can actually have more uh, full – in-depth uh, conversation uh, may run uh, NHL playoffs time uh, so that we can uh, break down the playoff matchups because I know him and I are big NHL fans so that being said next week we're gonna have another great guest uh, I'm hoping uh, hoping to get someone very special to me and near and dear to my heart uh, for the podcast because uh, that's gonna be a good one but until then uh, until uh, that time uh, I will see you guys down the road cheers <laughs>